0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and twelve eighty. The Zone. We're joined now by Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Bob, good morning.
1: Hey guys, how you doing?
0: We're doing well. Golf is back, baby.
1: Isn't that nice? <laughs> Couldn't be better. How many hours did you watch? You know, um, I watched a lot on Saturday on uh, the, the early part of the week, Friday Saturday, or Thursday, Friday. Um, some on Saturday and some on Sunday. I was playing a little golf tournament yesterday and Saturday myself in the afternoon. Keeping tabs on things, but uh, the first couple of days I watched a lot.
2: So what would you think with the no fans? Obviously that was new.
1: You know, um, I, I was telling Brian on, on our show this last weekend, everything looked the same to me as far as golf is concerned. You know, guys hitting shots, hitting the ball close and stuff. There just were no people on the ropes and no cheers and – and that kind of thing they you know they're at at colonial country club they had they're on the back nine they had people brought in some bleachers so that family could watch from their front porches or their or their backyards um across the street or whatever and you heard some claps every once in a while but for the most part no fans and uh and it was kind of weird but uh but golf a competitive golf is back and in the next two or three weeks, it's all going to sort itself out, and then we're going to see um, fans at Jack's Tournament Memorial.
0: So as you watch them play, I just couldn't help but think, you know, as all of these sports come back, what are they going to look like? You know, how much does this off season matter to the NFL, and how much do they just have to have these, you know, mini camps because they're making a lot of money and there's time available? How, you know, how quickly is basketball looking look like basketball, but golf, you naturally socially distance and it's an individual sport. So that'll pretty much pick up where they left off. And isn't that basically what it looked like? They picked up where they left off.
1: Yeah, I think, I, I think so. I think, I think it does. Um, you know, a lot was said about, well, they're going to have, um, they're going to have stuff at the, at the, at the tees and at the greens, as far as, um, you know, cleaner and that kind of thing. Uh, you know, you've got to be careful to leave the flag in. You know, you can you can pull it out, um, but, you know, clean it off after you're done. The caddies can only carry the bag. The guys have to grab the clubs out themselves and stuff like that. But for the most part, it was normal. Um, you know, we didn't see the, the hand sanitizer on the tees and the greens, um, and, you know, as far as shots and with the television were and that kind of thing. But we saw the guys, you know, and apart, um, for the most part, uh, the caddies were cleaning off the clubs. You know, cleaning off golf balls. Um, it looked like what we would see with normal golf, and and I think because it's outside and because it's the type of game, it's an individualized sport. We're going to continue to see it, and uh, and and it's going to look more and more normal as time goes along. What did you
2: think of the little thing they had between the nines of the microphone there and the camera and players speaking into it as they were basically in the middle of the round?
1: Well, you know, um, they do some stuff like that on the PGA Tour Champions where they'll talk to the players as they're walking on the fairway. I I think uh, they were trying to do some things to make the broadcast a little bit more lively. I know Justin, or not Justin Thomas, but Ricky Fowler was mic'd up a little bit, um, and I think we're going to see more of that as, you know, you know, times are changing in this world uh, with everything that's gone on, and I think to be more interactive, um, I think, uh, you know, some players are going to be mic'd up as they're playing their rounds and stuff. We saw it happen with with a couple of uh, exhibition matches over the last few weeks, you know, with Phil Mickelson and Brady and, Tiger and Peyton Manning and and the guys the week before him. Um, and and I think it's good. I, I like hearing what's going on. I like the interaction between the player and the caddy as they're figuring out what they're trying to do and where they're trying to hit the ball and and you know if a putt breaks a certain way that kind of thing. I think that's all great and, and interesting stuff for the fan that likes to view golf. So I think we're going to see more and more of it, PK. Um, and, you know, to get, to get the guys' feelings when they're coming through nine, you know, some guys are going to be happy about it. Some guys aren't going to be happy about it. But uh, for the most part, I thought it was good.
0: Is this, gonna, uh, is this trend uh, going to continue into majors or are the stakes so high there, whether it's a microphone and a camera at nine or wearing something in, uh, during the round, it's just not going to fly?
1: Yeah, I don't think it will happen in major championships. Um, maybe it could happen in like a Ryder Cup setting, um, but as far as majors are concerned, like you said, the stakes are way too high. The guys are not going to want to be bothered with anything like that. And um, you know, you're talking about a green jacket or a U.S. Open trophy or a British Open trophy, Claret Jug, or um, you know, or a PGA Championship. Um, so I don't think that'll happen. But but if if I if it creeps in anywhere, I think it's going to be in the Ryder Cup.
2: So what do you think about Hercules DeChambeau averaging 345 yards off the tee?
1: Oh, my goodness. Does he look thick or what? I mean, I saw pictures of him from, from a year ago to this year. And, you know, he's put on golf. Like, I know he's, he was boasting. He put on 20 pounds of muscle during the three months they were off for COVID. And I know in, during the offseason last year, he put. He boasted putting on twenty pounds. So he's he's saying he put on forty pounds of muscle. And I'll tell you what, he's proved it with how far he's hitting the golf ball—three hundred and forty-five yards—and it's it's pretty scary because he still has his touch. Um, he's he's hitting a lot of good shots. He put himself right in the mix of everything um, and had an opportunity to win the golf tournament. But uh, he's just hitting the ball so far—it's crazy.
0: So well, you got to have 525 yard par fours, then, right? That's got to be, just become routine on the PGA Tour.
1: Well, 500 yard par fours are, are routine in, in uh, especially major championships. Um, yeah, uh, you, you got you got a couple of those every time you play a golf course in a major championship. Um, they they stretch them out as far as they can and and put those in there because the guys are just hitting the ball so far. Uh, you know, you look at a guy like uh, Jordan Spieth. A few years ago, he was hitting two, I think he was averaging around 290, 294, something like that. And this week, and, and yeah, it's dry and the fairways are running a little bit and that kind of thing. But he was averaging like 315, 317 off the tee. You know, that's that's almost, that's, that's over 10 yards further than what he's normally used to. And so, you know the guys are the guys are getting stronger. They're working out hard, um, and they're able to uh, transfer that into how far they hit the golf ball off the tee and how close they get to the greens.
2: Okay, so I'm reading a story by Colin, well, not by Colin Montgomery, it's quoting him, and he says, I'm an advocate of what Jack Nicholas proposes, a tournament golf ball for professionals that goes only to 80 to 85% as far. The time has come because we can't build, keep building courses at 10,000 yards, <laughs> and he goes on about that, and I'm sure you're aware of it. What do you think about that, though?
1: Well, I don't think golf courses will ever get to 10,000 yards. That's quite a bit of an exaggeration. Um, I mean, you look at major championship courses when they tip them out, you know, they might get to 7,800 yards. Um, You know, I I would say, you know, 8,000 to 8,500 yards is probably going to be on the extreme level. They're not going to ever get close to 10,000 yards. Um, But I understand what they're saying about the golf ball. The problem I have with it is if if you limit a golf ball to eighty five percent of where it's going right now, the long guys are still going to have the advantage over the short guys. The short guys are going to hit it shorter, and the long guys are going to still be able to um, to hit it out there and get it get it close to the greens. So, um, you know, you can't fault the guy for going out and working on his um, on his physical strength and everything to try to be able to hit the golf ball further. And Because that's where the game's going. The game's going towards that that bombing gouge uh, where you're bombing off the tee, and if you hit it in the rough, it doesn't matter because you're closer. I think what you have to do is condition golf courses and make them more difficult so that when a guy does not hit a fairway, it becomes more penal for him to get the ball onto the green. So I think setups where fairways aren't as wide, where rough is thicker, um, where it's... It's harder to extract the golf ball out of the rough to get it onto the green and to, and to help it stay on the green. Um, so they just can't be throwing darts and, and, uh, and hitting shots out of the rough close to the hole to make a bunch of birdies. So I think um, it, it has a lot to do with golf courses. It has a lot to do with the player, but you can't fault the player for, for becoming stronger and, and more physically fit. That's just the, the nature of the game. I think uh, rolling the golf ball back so far is it would be a, a detriment to the guys that are playing on tour.
0: So you think that means kind of what we've seen at the Masters where they've been known to plant trees or bushes or whatever, or you think hourglass fairways where the landing area is pretty, pretty wide and safe at 280 or 290, but out at 310 or 320 there's a trap or deep rough, that kind of stuff is what's going to have to be done?
1: Yeah, you're, you're just going to have to uh, put – Make golf courses um, become more <laughs> become more difficult off the tee. Um, like you said, um, DJ, you know, um, make it so that if you're going to try and cut a corner or something like that, you've got a bunker out at 320, um, or or a series of bunkers that start at 300 and go out to 320. You know, two or three of them. Um, I know that Bryson DeChambeau was was. Was carrying the ball three twenty seven to three thirty off the tee this week, and that's I, I mean that's that's crazy how far that how far the ball's going, but I think you do things like you said hourglass shape, not just straight um, straight line fairways. Um, I think uh, I think you just you just make it a little bit more difficult where guys have to think a little bit more on how they get their golf ball around the golf course. Um, and uh, and make it equitable for all the players in the field, the guys that hit it short as well as the guys that hit it long.
2: So Spieth had a hot streak, and we all saw that. But yep. Spieth as a good player is real, but Spieth as a superstar is a false narrative.
1: Well, you know, um, currently I, w- <laughs> I would agree with you. You know, you think of him in 2015 when, when he won the Masters, he won the U.S. Open, he had a chance to make it into the playoff, and missed the playoff at the British Open, um, and he finished second at the PGA Championship. You know, that's that's a crazy, stupid year in, in in the game of golf where he had a chance to complete the career Grand Slam all in one year, and. Then, uh, you know, you, you see he's got two out of three major championships. The only one he needs before getting the career grand slam now is um, is the PGA Championship. Um, you've seen, we've seen him play phenomenal golf. He's a phenomenal putter. Um, and I think the off off um, time during COVID-19 uh, for the three months, I think, did him extremely well. Shooting 65, 65, 68 one shot back and then unfortunately he didn't play well in the final round and shot 71. But, uh, but I think we're going to see more of him, uh, he top 10 finish this, this week coming off of not really playing all that well all year long. And I think we're going to, we're going to start seeing more of him. It's a great week this coming week, with uh, they're playing at Hilton head at, at heritage. Um, and, um, this is a golf course that, that lines right up with him. He's going to play again this week. There's going to be you know the top five playing again this week. We're going to see a lot of guys, a lot of good players over the next little bit because the schedule now is stacked between now, June, and all the way through September with, um, with a major in August, a major in September, the Ryder Cup in September, then the Masters in November, and guys have to get themselves into the – into the um, Tour Championship and the playoffs by the end by the end of the season. So guys are going to be playing a lot of golf, the best players.
0: So basically what we're saying is Spieth is he can be a star, but he can be Phil, he can't be Tiger.
1: Yeah, you know, the thing about Speeth Jordan is he's young enough that um, you don't write him off right now. Um, he's not in his superstar category right now. But Jordan Spieth is a guy that can carry the torch for the PGA Tour, just like Rory, just like Justin Thomas, just like, uh, you know, Brooks Koepka, um, possibly Tony Finau if he gets on a run and starts winning golf tournaments. Um, And uh, I I don't think Jordan Spieth, you can count him down and out. Uh, I think he's he's a guy that's going to come back. He's going to work hard at it, and he's got plenty of time.
0: He's got 11 tour wins and three majors. He's 26, so he does have a lot of time. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, he's got a lot of time and he's a guy that's going to get to that milestone of 20 wins on the PTA Tour where you become lifetime exempt. The most recent to do that has been Dustin Johnson.
0: I could see him getting to, you know, can he get to 5 and 40? I guess we can discuss that. Maybe he can and maybe he can't, but that's Phil. And then Tiger's out there at 15 and 82. Yeah, he's not getting 82. There. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, not getting there.
1: You know, both both those guys, both those guys of course are uh, have had remarkable careers, especially Tiger. You know he's uh, he's he's trying to get to where Jack was, and he's already gotten to where Sam Snead is. Um, you know Phil. If Tiger wouldn't have come along, Phil probably would have won a lot more tournaments. And he's over he's over forty with with the amount of majors that he has, with only a U.S. Open to try to get his career Grand Slam. But for any of those younger guys, there's too much. There's too many young guys in the game that are phenomenal players. You know, Rory's at 18 wins. Um, Jordan's at, what, 11. Justin Thomas, I think, has 12. Um, You know, these guys will all pull wins in every year, and and it's going to keep somebody from just really bombing out there and getting 30 or 40 wins, I think.
0: Bob, we appreciate it as always. We'll hear you Saturday morning on Real Golf Radio. Sounds good, guys. Thanks. I appreciate coming on with you.